You're listening to DraftKings Network. This phone, stop turning off. <laughs> You're a stopwatch. I want you to stop and watch. Stopwatch and roll. Welcome to Oddball. I'm home. <laughs> you can tell because Han Solo and Lando Calrissian and Darth Vader and Boba Fett and Princess Leia are all behind me about to have dinner. Uh, that's Charles Wilder right there. Hello, Charles. Hello. I am um, in Portland at Damian Lillard's house, as evidenced by Damian Lillard behind me. So we've been talking. I have a lot of inside intel. I'm dying to tell the people. Um, man. You know, finally something happened. Yeah, sometimes like a trade happens and mm -hmm. you don't understand it. And you say, well, I'm sure there are more details that will come out <laughs> that will make it make more sense. And then you go to sleep and you wake up the next morning and you're like, nope, that's them's the details. Them's the details. And <laughs> so I want to start by just saying congratulations to the Milwaukee Bucks. Yes. John Horst who I've called you affectionately John Hamm in the past. Uh, <laughs> they they did it, man. Giannis, shout out to you too. You 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 flexed and they felt your flex and they went out and got you what I believe to be the perfect compliment. If you look at what Milwaukee yeah. has gone through, this is exactly what they needed. They needed a closer. They needed someone who can create his own shot and create shots for others. They, they needed Damian Lillard. So... Again, outstanding work. If you're the the Milwaukee Bucks to say, hey, what did we give up? We gave up Drew Holiday and uh, a first-round pick in 2029, which is not that far away. And a who, knows, of who knows if the league's even going to exist? Who knows if any of us will be here in 2029? I mean, like, it's, it's brilliant work all and, around. And pick swaps. Like, you, you yeah. basically sent away a distant future. Uh, but not really, because in pick swaps, you're basically you're you're betting, you're betting on. Hey, I think I'll still be better than you, right? When 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 you send picks, you lose a pick. With a pick swap, you're trading. So if that other team is still worse than you are, obviously the swap won't happen because they have the the right of control. So it's like, well, then all I gave up was a first round pick and Drew Holiday, who, as I said on Lebatard show yesterday. As someone who's openly talked about retirement in the last couple of years. For Damian Lillard, one of the best closers and a perfect compliment to your team. I cannot stress enough how great Milwaukee made out in this deal. To a lesser extent, I think Phoenix did amazing as well. This is what I don't think the general public realizes. Aiton and the Suns, that relationship was toast and had been toast for quite a while. They're at a place where they're competing for something where they can't afford to wait for him to figure it out. In the same way that the Warriors traded away James Wiseman, right? Like, he might be great down the line, but we're trying to win a championship right now, and he's not Mr. Right Now for us. Nurkic is. Nurkic is a guy who's a better defensive player, who's tougher, who's a better rebounder, a better passer, right? So all those things for them is what they need right now. Aiden might grow, grow up to be the next Joel Embiid. 
He might not also. Like, there's a lot of signs of immaturity there. So for the Suns, they're saying, okay, we gave up a second round, a, a, a guy who was our second round pick, uh, and we gave up um, a player who we're not enamored with at this point and isn't enamored with us. And we went out and got us a win-now guy who's got a much better contract, right? So Suns win. Bucks, massive win. Portland, what are y'all doing? What are y'all doing? Portland, as it wakes up today, because, again, I think you could have had Aiton with Nurkic anyway. All you have to do is just work out the money. But Nurkic for Aiton was a deal that could have happened on any day of the week with Phoenix. So as you wake up today, Portland, you say, I got Drew Holiday, who's flirted with retirement. I got a first-round pick and two swaps versus Jovic, who's a zillion years younger, three first-round picks, multiple seconds, and multiple pick swaps. There's no universe in the world where you can tell me this is not a spite deal. Yo, you tell us, we'll show you. But as I've said from the very beginning, it's not about helping Dame or doing Dame a solid. It's about doing what's best for your organization. And there's no way you wake up today, unless you tell me you got a Drew Holiday deal for like Paul George on the table or something like that. There's no way you wake up today and you tell me, oh, we got a better, this is a better package. It just doesn't make sense. Well, that's what I'm wondering. What makes me wonder is, is there a Drew Holiday deal? Is they, do they have like a bunch of first round picks for Drew Holiday lined up somewhere that we don't know about and it's going to come out later? But even so, the first, the first, the three first round picks they could have gotten from Miami and second rounders. It just, the, the, the math isn't mathing as I think, um, the, the children say these days. Um, I also think, I mean, to me, it, it, the Bucks have proven to be a, an organization that actually listens to its star player. Like it's so rare to me that I think an organization actually works as an organization should, which is that Giannis came out and was like, Hey, you're not serious people. And the Bucks were like, Oh no, 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 no. Sorry. Mm -hmm. We actually are. We're going to get you the greatest possible compliment. Mm -hmm. And I know that so much of this has been about the heat about whether it was the right thing to do or for Portland for Dame, blah, blah, blah. But, I feel like Dame is in a better position to win a championship now than he would have been with Jimmy and Bam in Miami. Well, Giannis is, if not the best player, top three in the league, right? Yeah. And, so and that's something Miami can't can't say they have. And but also Giannis is a guy who needs someone who can attack from the outside, create from the outside, and also make life easier for him. And that's why that that fit is so good. So do you think? That, I mean. Part of me is like, maybe this is a blessing in disguise for Dame. I mean, I can't speak for him, obviously. I don't know how much like living in Miami, playing with Jimmy and and Bam and being with Spolstra and Heat Culture and all of that stuff. But I don't know. It feels like they're they're automatically like shot up to be favorites for the finals. So what what do you think about like the actual outcome for Dame? This is a shout out to all small market teams who cry about big markets, who cry about zip codes, who cry about the rules make it too hard to keep our guys. And I think Milwaukee is an example of you draft well, you make shrewd deals, 
And then when opportunity presents itself, you aggressively pursue talent because this isn't the first time they did this. They did this, remember, when they got Drew Holiday to begin with, and they gave up a bunch of picks to get him and went into the luxury tax as a small market team, and that gamble paid off. And I I think about all the teams that are perpetually bad, that are in smaller markets, that say, well, it's because everyone wants to play in New York or L.A. I'm like, that's not true. Right. You run your organization poorly. That's why yeah. nobody wants to play for you. And so shout out to the Bucks for, again, proving that if you do this thing right, you can build contenders anywhere in this league. The rules not only allow, they help you do it without a whole bunch of weeping and moping. It's refreshing to see Milwaukee do this, but then you've got Portland and it's like, did you just do something stupid, Portland? You could not draw a more apt comp into the picture than Portland as an example of you guys are a um, a window into your own ineptitude, right? <laughs> you, your zip code didn't do this. The, the salary cap and the CBA didn't do this. Uh, a lecherous Pat Riley and... Andy Ellsberg and Eric Spolstra in Miami did not do this. You did this. You did this by having one of the great talents of our game, a top 75 player of all time, and surrounding him with crap and going and surrounding him with substandard, subpar talent. And then being surprised when after 11 years, he's like, maybe I want to go somewhere else. Uh, I said it last week or whenever we talked about it. The, the reason they were in this situation is because they took the coward's route uh, rather than being proactive and saying, look, it's not working. Let's get Dame out of here. Let's get some assets. Let's start this thing over. They took the coward's route and said, oh, we won't say anything until Dame says something. And then Dame says something. And then they want to act offended. And so yeah. now, rather than, again, in this juncture, much like a couple of years ago, they had a juncture where they should have and could have traded Damian Lillard, got a better haul and started their rebuild a lot sooner. They passed on it. They were cowards. They waited to the last possible minute until he requested or demanded it. And now at this juncture, we see another thing happen where they had an opportunity to get a significant or at least a more significant haul. And rather than do that, just to prove some weird point to who, by the way, to Dane, yeah. the guy who gave you 11 years of his uh, his career and his life to making you guys relevant to to who to Pat Riley and the Miami Heat for what they they literally the furthest two cities on the NBA map Portland in the Pacific Northwest and Miami all the way in South Florida so this is a team you see twice a year to prove the point to who to media people who are saying he's going to Miami oh we know better it just is the weirdest example of chopping off your dick to spite your sex, your libido. I, I don't know why they would self-castrate in this manner. Usually it's nose for face, but I like uh, I like that example. We kick it up a I notch think, on Oddball. Yeah, we sure do. I don't even think, I mean, that they thought it out. I don't think they thought out who they were spiting. I think a lot of times if you, what seems to have happened here, as you're saying, is that Portland was led by emotion or by maybe fear in some way because they realized what they hadn't done in the past and now how their hands were tied. And then they're like, Oh, Dame is Dame is tying our hands more by saying he'll only go to Miami. And it's like, well, first of all, no, clearly not. Um, 
But I think sometimes when people get caught up in that emotional feedback loop, it stops making sense. It stops being about who are we trying to prove anything to and just starts being about we're not going to call the heat back in July. They yeah. stopped they stopped returning calls in July. And it's like, is there something we don't know that happened that hasn't been reported yet? Is it or or is this just like we didn't really want to talk to him? So we didn't. Fowl, I you know, my kid is 13 years old playing basketball. We have this conversation all the time about when things happen. When I when I when we play one-on-one and I block your shot twice, three times. And then the fourth time you get the ball and you travel. And I call travel and I say, give me the ball. And my kid is frustrated. I say, why are you angry? Why are you frustrated? Yeah. Why are you frustrated? Yeah. Why? Then I say, why'd you travel? Because I'm not focusing. No, 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 no. Why'd you travel? Well, think about it. And remove that emotion. Take away that anger and that hurt and, and frustration. Put it aside and logically think to yourself, why when I got the ball, why did I travel? And the answer is because he blocked my shot three or four times and I'm worried that he's going to do it again. <laughs> but if you continue to walk, oh, I'm so mad. And I'm, you'll never figure it out. You'll never be able to adjust. You'll never be able to do the right thing in order to avoid that outcome. Mm-hmm. And for me, the Portland Trailblazers were just, they were like my 13-year-old, huffing and puffing and mad and pouting. And rather than figure out, hey, what is the optimal way forward, they threw a hissy fit. we'll show you. Well, okay, you showed us. Well, who's us? Your mirror. That's the only person you showed. What you pointed out about the Aiton for Nurkic trade being possible without this, I think that's something that is not, being talked about or you know i've seen a lot of people be like ayton's got a ton of upside you know he's only 25 like he's a big man he could be great he's what portland needs and and i what we talked we talked about this uh, earlier about ayton and the sons not being very into each other and that was pretty public in, a, yeah. after the season when they chose they were like we're gonna fire monty williams instead of shipping ayton off and now they've shipped ayton off I don't really know where I'm going with this, but like the whole thing is is fascinating to me that it's uh, now you're just left with Drew and people are like, well, Drew is a great player. And it's like, well, he's not going to stick around. So he's not a great player, by the way. Let's 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 be real. He's not a great player. He's a good player. He is a good player. He's a great defensive player. He's a good player. He's not the type of player that a is of an age frame that. By the time the young guys on the Blazers are good, he'll still be able to contribute at the same level. And B, he's not a guy that people are going to give up the 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 family farm for in terms of an acquisition. In terms of you might get a couple of firsts at first yeah. uh, for him, but like you're not getting four first round. I mean, I just don't understand. But in terms of Aiton, you know, sometimes I think we're all guilty of this when you're in something or when you're close to something. You do become a little jaded. You do become a little. Mm-hmm. So for me, living in Phoenix, uh, being around the Suns organization a lot, like I know a lot of the issues that they've had with Aiton. And a lot of the beliefs is that this is someone who's perpetually immature, who is coddled, who's not prepared or ready to be held accountable in a way to um, to kind of get a grip. The other side of it is, I don't know if DeAndre Ayton realized how good he's had it. 
Mm. He went to he's from the Bahamas. He went to high school in Phoenix. He went to the University of Arizona and then he played for the Suns. Right. Mm. There is this is a very forgiving market. Right. Like people are not the type of people who are yelling at you at supermarkets. Grab a rebound, dunk it on somebody, whatever. He's got it pretty good. Not only that, from the moment he w- stepped in, he's never had the expectation to be the savior or the leader because Devin Booker has been here and obviously the acquisition of Kevin Durant, et cetera, et cetera. Like it, and Chris Paul, and in the meanwhile, it's never been, hey, Aiden, you have to save us. It's just like, hey, man, just get your work done. Mm-hmm. So he's had it really good. He's about to go somewhere where the Blazers are the only game in town where people are rabid in a way that I think a little bit more than here in Phoenix and where they don't care about your scrapbook, bro. I don't care that you went to my alma mater. I care that we traded the best player in franchise history and you're what we have to show for it. And so when you go out there and you have 12 points and five rebounds and instead of dunking on somebody, you're doing that weird little floater thing. Like, I don't know if he's prepared for that. And I don't know if the Blazers understand that they didn't get like the Adonis who's, dunking on everybody 30 and 20 they got a guy who in a playoff game against the nuggets when gifted the opportunity of dunking it wide open on somebody he threw up this little floater and then when they went to timeout rather than like you know get back to the huddle get his mind right or even just grab the ball and dunk it one time just to prove to himself hey i know what to do he sat and he practiced that little bullshit floater and missed it every single time, by the way. This is not someone who is of the highest level of mental toughness and nastiness required to be a star in this league. Can he gain it? He's only 25. That's what everyone keeps saying. But I've seen 25 turn into 27, turn into 30, turn into 32. And usually those personalities are who they are. They might get a little bit more mature, but that that ruggedness doesn't miraculously come with time for the most part. When we talked to LaMarcus Aldridge and he was like, I loved playing in Portland because that fan base shows up day in, day out, no matter what they are. It felt like a playoff game every game. It doesn't feel that way other places. Mm-hmm. Like that's a big part of this. And and I think it's going to be very interesting to see. I I hope. I really hope it works out for Portland, though. Like, I hope that something goes well for them because I feel bad. I feel a little uh, bad for them. <laughs> ultim- ultimately, Charlotte, it'll all come down to one thing. The, yeah. the, the, the last refuge of a GM is always do a deal where most of the major dividends are, aren't are set to even be realized until s- five or six years into the future. Yeah. And then just say, oh, but wait until this happens. You'll see. And you know what time and time again happens? What? It might happen. You won't be around for it when it does, though. Congratulations. You won your press conference for the day, I guess. We'll see if you're still around in 2030. Have you ever wondered if Chet Holmgren might be a descendant of Abraham Lincoln? Or if a UFC fighter could beat an alien in a fight, you might have not, and that's okay. But Shea Serrano and Jason Concepcion from the Six Trophies podcast have. If you love basketball, and more importantly, if you love fun, you've got to listen to Six Trophies, where Shea and Jason serve up the biggest moments from around the NBA 
with their brand of unbridled joy, banter, and pop culture side quests. Each week, they hand out six pop culture-themed trophies for six basketball-related activities. Stuff like the Denzel Washington in Training Day trophy, given out to the player or team having the best week around the NBA. Or the Lauren Hill you might win some dot dot dot, but you just lost one trophy for the team or player that just can't get it together. Plus a bunch more trophies for all the good, bad, or just plain head-scratching moments around the NBA. This playoff season, you'll want to make Six Trophies your go-to companion podcast. Follow Six Trophies on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. The NBA playoffs are heating up and so is action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. With same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more, don't miss out as the NBA postseason winds down. You guys think the Timberwolves can beat the Nuggets? Anthony Edwards is plus 1,300 to win finals MVP. Wow, that's putting the cart before the horse. And if your team isn't in the playoffs, you can wager on who's going to win in the draft lottery on May 12th. And if you're new to DraftKings, you've got to check this out. New customers bet 5 bucks to get 150 in bonus bets instantly. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to download the DraftKings Sportsbook app right now and use code ODDBALL. That's code O-D-D-B-A-L-L for new customers to get 150 smackaroos in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings, the crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas. 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Hey, you know what the cure for the common cold is? That's right. A really lazy segment called, we went on NBA Reddit and we found some interesting stuff and then we read it to each other and watch each other react to it. Yeah, lazy because we haven't named it. Well, lazy because we're just going to Reddit to produce our show rather than coming up with our own original topics. Work smarter, not harder, yeah, I mean. No, look, man, I think they... They've got some good stuff on yeah, there. Yeah, that's my thing. It's like, hey, man, who am I to deny some talented folks on Reddit? Oh, I guess I could deny them by not saying their actual usernames or anything like that. I just steal the ideas. Ha ha. Yeah, I guess we do that. But this one, genius. this one comes from Definite Sauce 12. Very good username. Um, Better than Probable Sauce. Oh, wow. Yeah. Hypothetical Sauce? Definite Sauce 11 also. <laughs> that was taken. Yeah. Um, mm. So this question, let's say we colonize Mars and the NBA expanded. Would we increase the height of the hoop or would we say standardize gravity? I would like to imagine the commissioner would want to be the first to bring NBA slash basketball to Mars, which is hilarious because that implies that like another league would get there first. Yeah. Like, like some German league would be like, haha. That's well, the NFL. Nothing stops the NFL. Like we're going to get there. Like our first. Right, but NBA specific. No, but I know like I know, our first steps on uh, the Chargers and the Steelers <laughs> are playing. Oh, never mind. God damn it, the Jaguars are yeah, here, yeah, too. too. Yeah, they're everywhere. They're supposed to be in London. <laughs> everywhere except Jacksonville, that's where they are. 
Um, so I have a lot of questions. I have a lot of thoughts. So first and foremost, absolutely, gravity has to be normalized. We can't have. I'm not trying to do oh, the really? math. Yeah, we're gonna like if we have the technology to get to Mars, we yeah. have the technology to like anti or not anti gravity, but you know, like gravity normalization. Like weigh people's shoes down. Well, it's not the shoes; it's whatever. Like inside this environment, you have regular kind of like you know in the movies. I think it would be very cool if they didn't, because on Mars. Gravity is less. Like you, weigh, if you weigh 100 pounds on Earth, you weigh 38 pounds on Mars, mm. which means that the jump, the leaps and bounds, and like don't raise the hoop. It just changes the game so that everybody's dunking. It's more like water polo. Well, hold on, but then the Martian team has like a wild advantage. No, because the 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 people also jump that high. No, I know, but the Martian team—that's their home court advantage. Wait, are we but, playing the Martians here? I thought we were bringing two teams to play each other. No, we're expanding. That's expansion. There's a there's a team on Mars. It's the Mars Mars Martians, right? Okay. And so the Mars Martians play the Knicks. The Knicks walk up there. They're not used to all this gravity being gone. It's a very Philadelphia Phillies name. The Mars, the Mars Martians. Martians? <laughs> oh, hey man, if it sticks, you know. Okay. Okay. No, you takes, have to send teams that you don't really want around for two seasons. Well, it takes seven months. But this would mean that you need to be cool mm-hmm. losing a team for the whole season. Because to get back, they would have to. it would take seven months to get back. Why do you think I said the Knicks? So the Martians' uniforms right. depends a lot on what the Martians look like. Well, no, they're not Martian players. They're just the play- like. It's not like the Knicks are all a bunch of people from New York. They're oh, regular players. I thought you meant that the team on Mars would be aliens. No, there, there are no such thing as aliens, other than the ones they found in Mexico. Yeah. Those little, little aliens who absolutely... Shout out Tom DeLong. Absolutely, they would get rocked if they played in our league, man. All these little tiny people. Yeah, but we don't know the about their strength. We don't know about their jump. You know how flies can jump like 20 times uh, there? Look, I don't give a damn how high they can jump. Your little ass is getting crushed, man. And, and look, the aliens are going to remember that when they come for us. They're going to come for you first. Check ball. Check ball. Okay. Ooh, I think I'm afraid of some little. Uh, Clearly not. Tiny aliens. Clearly uh, not. Mouse in the house. Throw that ball. <laughs> I'm going, I'm dunking on them every single time. No, okay. it's, it's not Martians. Okay. It's like the, like the people who play for like the Lakers aren't all from Los Angeles. Yeah, well, I know that, but right. I was thinking when you said the Mars Martians. Yeah, I that's was the like, name of the team. The Philadelphia Phillies don't have a bunch of people from Philadelphia. Right, well, excuse me yeah. for thinking the Martians are going to play basketball. Um, okay, so what would the uniforms look like? Because I feel like the Suns already have the sort of the streaking right. planetary. No, you got like the Marvin the Martian is the mascot. You know, from yeah. Looney Tunes. Yeah. So he's got the that helm, Roman legionnaire. Helmet. Yeah, the legionnaire helmet, right? And then, like, obviously the dark face or whatever. But we could, like, dance it up so it doesn't look like a cartoon character, like a real tough, yeah, mean-looking like, one. That's actually a good idea for a team in general. Yeah. Well, then, I guess USC. And then green and gold is the trim, right? Cool. Green with the gold trim on cool. it. Cool. Yeah. All right. Yep. Who sponsors them? Mars Mars, Mars yeah. Mars Candy Company, clearly. The Marzaritavilles, <laughs> like a chain of a woman there on Mars. Water up. Yeah, I would be upset about the lack of amenities. Like I don't want to eat at Marzaritaville every single day. Like that would be awful. You would put your back would probably feel better though, yeah. gravity wise. I just want to say, it's been such an honor and a privilege to bring you this show. 
Thank you for watching Oddball. That was your cold exit? Sure was.